Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Hope all are doing well. I must say, you know, I mean... Pushing away from two extra Coronas. Big Seal's starting to look good here now again, like I did when I first started this pad puppy. We will be coming up on our year anniversary in April here on the Jacob Media Channel. And we are clearly one of the fastest growing shows on YouTube. And it's all because of you guys. And we so appreciate you guys coming aboard. Hey, all of you out there, do me a favor. Hit the like button as you always do. And today, I just was talking to Xander. And this may rub some people the wrong way, or this may make people think about some things. Okay? It is now a year. It has been a year since Howie Roseman, who my friend Xander saying he gets no credit for being the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman and the job that he has done in retooling and building this team putting it under the salary cap, putting it into the playoffs, he gets very little credit for it. I would have to agree a little bit with that. There is a 50-50 hatred, love affair with Howie Roseman, the general manager. But today marks the anniversary. Eastside Monster, appreciate you coming aboard. Of the Eagles sending Carson Wentz to Indianapolis and getting draft choices back, most notably a first. Okay. Let me ask you, and try as you're, listen, I know your passions are going to jump out on this, but try to have an open mind in what I'm going to say here. Let's try to be objective, and not like Xander here. <laughs> Let's try to be objective, okay? Was it an upgrade for the Eagles to move off of Carson Wentz? By the way, I think Jim Irsay may be acting a little impulsive right now. If the reports are true that the Colts want to move off of Carson Wentz, to who? To who? Let me throw some numbers at you here. Do you think it was an upgrade going to Jalen Hurts? And by the way, I don't give a shit about Jalen Hurts' rushing attack and his rushing yards. I don't care about that. You're not going to win games running the ball. Hey, you got 10 touchdowns. Fabulous. That's Baltimore. What's that? What's that getting? Baltimore. An injured quarterback. And a decision that you have to make if Lamar Jackson is the guy moving forward with a long-term contract or a shorter-term contract because you don't believe the guy's body can stay intact. Did Jalen Hurts, by the way, also have to have surgery at the end of the year? That is a yes. Let's, let's look at it by the numbers. By the way, the Colts played the Rams neck and neck. 
Um, they played the Buccaneers neck and neck. They were nine and eight on the season. So were the Eagles. Here, let's look at the numbers. Carson Wentz, 3,563 yards passing. 27 touchdowns. You know he had a better year than Ryan Tannehill? Seven picks. Do you know who his numbers are better than? Actually, Josh Allen's. 62-4 completion percentage. 94-6 QB rating. Here's Hertz. 31-44, 16 touchdowns. Nine picks, 61-3, Not bad. But was it an upgrade? The only thing that the Eagles got out of this, in my opinion, is a lesser player and cheaper. I mean, he's a lesser player and cheaper. Who exactly did Carson Wentz throw the football to this year in Indianapolis? T.Y. Hilton, who's retiring? Can you name me one wide receiver that they have or a tight end? They got a great running back. Spectacular running back. By the way, I'm asking you on the anniversary. This is an anniversary conversation here. Do you think the Eagles have upgraded? Have they upgraded from Carson Wentz? What do you think Nick Sirianni would have done with Carson Wentz? Anything more than what Frank would have done? Maybe not. Great O-line in Indianapolis. Great O-line in Philadelphia. So pretty much, I think, maybe the same. Ron says no upgrade as of yet. Dion's right. Get this. Carson Wentz had better statistics than Derek Carr this year. He had better statistics. Andrew says the Colts moving off of Wentz so suddenly tells me that there's something else going on here. Really, because these numbers, to me, it looks like it's very impulsive. Now, we see impulsive owners in the NFL all the time. By the way, I'm making a conversation here. Because I'm, I'm kind of sketchy on this, too. Okay? I'm, I'm sketchy on this. I'm, I'm, I'm going like this, though. Are you really going to move off of Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz outside of that Jags game? And I give that to you. You've got to beat Jacksonville. You've got to beat them. Am I, am I right when I say this, that the Colts beat the Bills this year? I'm going to take a look at that schedule that Carson had this year. And I know they played great teams this year. The Rams and the Bucks were all over that. And Wentz played well in those games. I think it was that nightmare. I forget the Tennessee game where he had those horrific eight minutes. Smile says that Wentz is better than Hurts, but that Wentz contract is a dead anchor. So you're telling me then, Smile, it wasn't really an upgrade. You got cheaper. Hey, and for the record, 
Jalen Hurts, 9-8, and eight, in the sorry-ass NFC East. Okay? Congratulations. I think Wentz could have done that, too. Wentz had a pretty good year. I mean, these are good. He had better numbers than Josh Allen, Derek Carr. There's a couple other quarterbacks that I saw, too. This guy had 27 touchdown passes. That's pretty damn good. What is it, 215 yards rushing? If you want to throw that stupid stat in it. Big Chris says a 500 football team. All right. Doesn't he get the opportunity to have that same conversation first year starting in a new system? Had a system that he was familiar with. We'll be candid and fair to that. Okay. Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Colts. You should be very careful. Okay, Xander says he took the Colts out of the playoffs. That's fa- th- that is why we're in this conversation where there's a potential that the Colts may want to move off of him. If I'm the Steelers, I jump on this guy. If I'm Denver, I jump on this guy. He's better than anything they have or will have. Have you... I was listening to the middle the other day. Have you heard those potential free agent quarterbacks? The Tyrod Taylors of the world. The Sam Darnolds. If I'm the Steelers, I'll take a guy with 27 touchdowns and seven picks. 94-6 rating. I'll take that any night. I'll win games with that. And Mike Tomlin. So you say this. Well, the Eagles got the better end of this. How do you know that? How do you know that these picks, this pick number 16, how he's going to make the right choice? How do you know it's not a Jalen Rager again? Because if that's the case, the Eagles don't win. See, the Eagles win in optics right now because it's a first-rounder. Wentz's numbers, though, Don't dictate the actions of what's going on in Indianapolis outside of that Jaguar game. Okay? I And by the way, I subscribe to that thinking. Dude, you got to win that game. You've got to win that game. Actually, you have to win the last two games. You had two opportunities to get that team in the playoffs. There's no question. This guy shit the bed. No doubt about it. You know, it's funny. I posted something on my Twitter page. You know, everybody's bagging on Aaron Rodgers and what the Packers should do. You know, they're talking about him melting down in the postseason. Oh, by the way, who had more of a disastrous ending to his season, Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers? Who would you say? Hey, that's a good one, Samuel. How about the nuclear meltdown out in the NFC West with Kyler Murray? Who had more of a horrible ending to his year, Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, you have home field advantage and you get bounced by Jimmy Garoppolo again? You're making this sound like this playoff football is an easy deal. Well, I posted this on my Twitter page and I want to read this to you here because I think everybody's looking at Carson Wentz and they're going, and and brothers, I'm telling you flat out, I get it, and I get where you're going here because 
you cannot have a scenario where you end up shitting the bed against a two-win Jacksonville Jaguar team. But let me read you something here. You look at Peyton Manning, he's 14 and 13 in the postseason as an NFL quarterback. You think that's spectacular? Big Ben is 13 and 10. I don't know. Guy never had a losing season in 18 years. He's 13 and 10. Brett Favre's 13 and 11. Okay. I think you're getting my Russell Wilson's 9 and 7. Jim Kelly's 9 and 8, and Dan Marino's 8 and 10. For the record, Rodgers is 11 and 10. These are all very average, but I think it shows you how hard it is to not only get into the postseason, but to win in the postseason. So I ask you, who would you rather go forward with as a quarterback, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz is a better quarterback still. Jalen was not an upgrade. He was just cheaper. Christopher says that Wentz is a bum, period. They tried to hide Carson all season long behind a running game. He couldn't beat the Jags. Please, Hurts is it a crybaby. We're talking about personalities here now. You've added too much personality conversation into it. Chris, you've added too much of conversation that does not dictate the season that he had in 2021. He may be a crybaby. He may be a bitch. He did shit the bed. 27 touchdowns, 7 picks, 94-6 QBR, 35-63, and he was also 9-8, and eight, did not have a losing season. I don't know. Not true. Your perception is Jags and that Titans game, and I get it. They're glaring. Yeah, but he's a baby. I don't – so is Aaron Rodgers. So is Kyler Murray. Wentz is better, but he still stinks. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Rico, Jalen Hurts is buying us time to build while buying you time. You don't have time, Rico. The Bengals prove it to you. You don't have time. If Washington lands a quarterback, you're behind them. Don't let them get Russell Wilson. You won't beat them. He'll own the division, and you'll be behind Dak. You'll be the third team in a shitty division. Kyle says, how many total TDs from Hurts? Oh, you want it? Okay, 26. Adding the running game, which got you nothing except an injury at the end of the year. I don't give a shit about running attacks. Look at the quarterbacks that were in the Super Bowl. Those guys ain't running. Those guys couldn't jump over a ruler. Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford couldn't jump over a stack of dimes. Running the ball gets you nowhere. Gets you nowhere. Anthony says, what's Watson's price, Sills? I think it's going to be three ones, Anthony. Because there's a big market for him. Jalen was 9-8 and eight too. Absolutely. But the quarterback that's in Indianapolis had a better year by far, actually. But, hey, quite frankly, as a starting quarterback, 
Carson Wentz blew Jalen Hurts away. It's not really close. Actually, if you're objective, which you're not going to be, some of you, he blew him away. And you're talking about, well, you know, if this guy continues to grow. This guy went into a new place and threw for 27, 27 touchdowns and seven picks and 35-63 and a 94 quarterback rating. I don't know. What the hell else are you looking at here? Does he have to play better in moments? Absolutely. It's been his big crux. Okay. Philly says that Hertz's record was eight and seven. Okay. I think you're right because he sat out a game. That's right. Um, Maverick won a game up at the Meadowlands. He beat the Jets. You're correct. What's Watson's deal? He's in line for 38 million per. With three years remaining on that contract. How you doing? And the facilitator kicks in this year. So they're going to move him before March 1, before that accelerator goes in. So not only do you have to give up three ones, but you also have to give up the fact that you're going to be paying a pretty good chunk of your salary cap, which the Eagles can afford. That's right. Mitch, you lost. Mitch, you won that Jets game. So once again here, look, like I said, was this an upgrade? And if you say yes, I, I, I think your judgment and your evaluation is clouded by your hatred for the guy. And if you didn't upgrade from Carson Wentz, why would you stick with Hurts going forward? He's not going to ever be better than Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts will never be better than Carson Wentz. Never. He will never be better than that. You think you're going to see, you think you're going to see Jalen Hurts throw for nearly 4,000 yards and 27 touchdowns, almost 30 touchdowns. No fucking way. No way on the planet. No way. One, because they don't have the running game. And again, with all the scuttlebutt that's going around in Indianapolis, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing this. So you're going to bring in what, Garoppolo? What if Garoppolo gets injured like he's known and he's prone to? Then you're back to the guys like Jacoby Brissett. I know he's in Miami. But you're back to guys like that? I don't know. Wentz played all year. Put a full season under his belt. Put a good year together. But the way he went out was clearly, it. I even said the same thing. I can't support the guy. However, you have to be open-minded and you have to have objectivity in how you're going to replace somebody. That's why I always hear people saying, you know, the big conversation right now is, okay, should the Packers move off of Aaron Rodgers? How fucking dumb is that? Move off of Aaron Rodgers? He just won an MVP. This guy threw four picks this year. You've won 39 ball games in three years in the regular season. I get the mental lapses in the postseason. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you, you, 
if you're gonna move, you're gonna move off of a guy who had a Pro Bowl season, basically. Jim Mercer's not happy with this. Okay. BF says and shit his pants at home as a number one seed. Hey, hey, right? You're gonna move off him for Jordan Love. By the way, you know, when people keep telling me this, hey man, Russell Wilson will never want to come and play in Philly. Who the hell wants to go to Green Bay? You think you're gonna get a star player to go to Green Bay? When you're moving and you're a player like a Russell Wilson, you don't want to go to Green Bay. You want to go to Dallas, New York, Vegas, Los Angeles. You want to monetize your fame. You're not monetizing your fame in Green Bay. You're not. Okay? You're absolutely not. This whole quarterback mess, if created by, they paid Wentz, took Hurts, less than a year later, created a mess, and now they're looking at the whole quarterback situation again. Absolutely, Anthony. Get this. Let's ask this fair question here about about Jalen Hurts. It's been a year. This is the anniversary. It's why we're doing this. Has any questions been answered for the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback position a year later? Has any question been answered on that position? My opinion, no. You may think I'm, no. So you're basically in the same position you were a year ago. I don't know. He seems like a good player. He was functional this year. He showed moments. He also showed moments of not being a pro quarterback. Ben says they need more wide receivers. Carson didn't have any. What was the top wide receiver in Indianapolis this year? Could somebody tell me? Could, could somebody tell me what the top who the top wideout was? Or the top two wideouts? I can't think of one. T.Y. Hilton? Did he play this year? I, I, I don't remember. And I'm not being facetious. I don't remember. By the way, Dick Vermeil made it to the Hall of Fame, one of my dear friends. Jason Cole was in the room when Dick got the call to be a Hall of Famer. He's a pro football Hall of Fame voter. He's an author of Elway. He'll be in hour number two. We will talk to our friend. Jason Cole, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. Zach Pascal, Pittman Jr. Who? Wow. Ty was hurt. So he had nobody to throw the ball to? And he still threw 27 touchdowns. I'm telling you, Chris Ballard needs to calm down Jim Mercer Because these numbers... And by the way, I'm going to take a look at the games that they played last year, the Colts. And we'll take a look at and see how many times that Carson shit the bed. Because I thought they played pretty tough against a lot of great teams last year. Okay? Honestly. 
Right. Has your question been answered in Philly at quarterback a year removed from the trade? Has it or not? Yes or no? Wentz never had a receiver like Devontae Smith. Absolutely has never had one like that. Ben, our receivers dropped a boatload, even Dallas Goddard. You know, and everyone keeps telling me, Dallas Goddard, man, he's really a great-looking talent. He's no Zach Ertz. Sorry, guys. Ertz couldn't block to save his life. Zach Ertz could catch a football, though. He could catch a football. Dallas Goddard drops one of every three passes thrown to him. How many times did we see him hit him in the hands? And you're like, Jesus Christ, guy. You got to make that catch, son. Six of his seven interceptions were in the second half. That's what Don says. Hey, BF, I'm with you. Dallas Goddard better get his shit together here. I'm 100%. Hey, by the way, smile. I think both O-lines are pretty comparable. I think the Colts had a damn good O-line. Look at the kid, Jonathan Taylor. He had 1,800 yards rushing. So keep thinking about that. Has your question been answered at the quarterback position in Philadelphia? By the way, what player do you want drafted? Okay, what player do you want drafted with one of those first-rounders? I'm going to tell you who I like also in that. But I'm going to take a look also at Wentz's season this year. Because to me, I'm going to take a look at some of these games they had. Do me a favor, guys. Hit the like button. I appreciate everybody coming aboard here. Don't forget Jason Cole in our number two. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. Please hit the like button. Before I get into Carson Wentz's season this year, and I'm going to show you what a good year he did have. And I know that the Eagles and their fan base want to sit there and think that you guys got an upgrade, but you didn't. Jalen's not a better player than him. Facts. The numbers don't lie. He'll never be Carson Wentz. So I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Here. So Roger Goodell is working on a brand new contract, which currently pays him $65 million a year. He's the highest paid man in the NFL non-owner, including the players and coaches. $65 million per. My big question to Roger Goodell is, hey, dude, you dropped the salary cap. You made players and teams have to cut players because you said that the pandemic interrupted growth of the league. Well, how come you're getting a raise and you're getting a new contract that will pay you $85 million? How does the owners and the players continue to profit, but you're asking the players to take pay cuts? And now he's getting a new deal for $85 bucks, Bro, you're fucking lying. Roger Goodell is not an owner. But he's paid the most of any player coach in the NFL. Guess why? For falling on the sword and pretending that he's doing civil justice rights for people out there of color. It's a sham. Now we're sitting down with civil rights people. He gets paid $65 million to put a charade on every year for the owners. So the owners don't have to deal with that kind of shit. He's the most valuable lapdog in all of pro sports. Here's $65 million to be the greatest professional liar on the planet. Hey, Colin Kaepernick was right. Why didn't you give him a job? Oh, well, you know, you got to talk to the owners. Oh, you represent the owners, dude. You represent the owners. He's working on a new contract. Okay. Congratulations to you. Oh. You guys, look, Wentz needs that running game with Taylor. He'll be fine. Hey, the money's not the issue. I agree. Let's take a look at Carson Wentz's year this year. By the way, not even close to what anything that – um Jalen did this year. He didn't have a season like this. Let me put my Sally Jesse Raphael glasses on here. Okay, let's see. Here, where's the game here? Here we go. They lost to the Seahawks, first game. They lost to the Rams by three. Okay. Let's see what Carson did in that game there. Well, not too bad. Pretty nice game. He had pretty pretty good. He hung right there with Matthew Stafford. Let's see here. 
Oh, they pounded the 49ers. Wow. 30 to 18, they destroyed the 49ers who made it all the way to the NFC Championship game. They destroyed the Bills 41 15. Wow. At Buffalo. They lost to the Bucks by seven. They destroyed the Patriots. They destroyed the Cardinals. They lost by three to the Raiders on a kick at the end of the game. And they shit the bet against the Jags. So let's take a look at this. They beat a playoff team in the Cardinals. They beat a playoff team in the Patriots. They beat a playoff team in the Bills. They beat a playoff team in the 49ers. How many playoff teams did Jalen Hurts beat this year? How, how, how many? So let's see how many playoff teams Wentz beat this year. 49ers. Bills. Patriots. Cardinals. Beat four playoff teams. Okay, before playoff teams. I know everybody in Philly's waving their wands saying that, hey, man. Okay? <laughs> that you guys got to – how do you know how he's going to hit on that pick? Again, what is that? 16th. If we have to trade a first for next year, surely – we trade 16 to the Steelers so that they can leap over the Saints and select their best option. You're really thinking, okay, you want to split some of these first-round draft choices in half to be able to create more of a future. By the way, NZ Philly, thank you. Backyard Birds Podcast. Hey, Sills, didn't you just say yesterday we weren't talking Hurts anymore? I'm talking Wentz right now. Today's the anniversary of Wentz being dealt. He's your quarterback right now. I'm telling you that Wentz had a better year. You did not have an upgrade. You went cheaper. That's the only thing here. You went cheaper. You didn't get a better quarterback. You got a result that every kind, you know, everybody, I didn't really think they'd win nine games, so that did shock me. But if you had any functional quarterback in that position that could throw the ball and see single coverage, do you think you'd have won more games or less games? Let's just say this. If Garoppolo's quarterback in the Eagles, shits and giggles here. If he's quarterback in the Eagles, do they win 11 games? I think so. He's a professional quarterback. His record says it. You know, sometimes the optics in a game you you guys look at the optics of a game and you go like this. Garoppolo throws the ball to the opposing team almost every game. But yet at the end of the day, folks, he's 36 and 16 with two NFC championship game appearances and having won one and put a team in a Super Bowl. I get what you see. Same thing with Carson. Horrible eight minutes against the Titans. Horrible finish against the Jags. At the end of the day, though, the numbers don't dictate what you're saying that he sucks because it's not true. Numbers lie. 
How? This is over 17 games. This is not talking about seven minutes of football, which could cloud these numbers. Those Titan games are horrible. And, and I, we even said it. Xander and I said it. Holy shit, man. He plays so good for such stretches. I think he came into that Titans game where he hadn't thrown a pick for over 200 attempts. Boom. Pick sixes. Horrible football. You're like, oh, my God. You put your hand over your eyes because his mistakes are so glaring. Desante. I don't know what weapons that Carson threw to in Indianapolis. I don't remember them. Okay? Big Chris says Stafford won a Super Bowl throwing picks. Yeah, by the way, you know Matthew Stafford's postseason record is? He's 4-3. and three. Yeah, but still, he played in Detroit. Joe Burrow's 3-1. and one. That guy plays in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. So don't tell me if you play on a shitty team, you can't turn the culture around. Matthew Stafford was not able to turn the culture around in Detroit. How about this? You think that Joe Burrow, if he was drafted by the Lions, he would have turned that culture around? I do. I do. The, the Bengals won two games two years ago. Two games. Two games. Colts defense is good. Big pick, and they are. Hey, the Eagles had one of the better defenses from week eight on in the NFL, especially yards given up, points scored. They were one of the top defenses in stopping the run, too. I don't think they played anybody, not like the Colts did. Again, I'm not making a case that Carson Wentz is a spectacular quarterback. I'm making the case you didn't upgrade. I'm making the case that if the Colts move off of him, you might want to really reevaluate that. Four quarters of football in eight minutes made this guy's season look like shit, and I get it. I get it. But to assume that the Eagles are parading around, we fleece the Colts. Nah, well, the Colts, in my opinion, the owner is overreacting. Almost like Stephen Ross is overreacting down in Miami. Now he wants the next shiny lure. Jim Mercer the same way. This is why certain organizations in the NFL have patience and poise. This is why the Steelers have the most Super Bowls of any team in the NFL. This is why they've only had three coaches in 52 years. There are certain places that are consistent winners and don't look for the next thing. Backyard Birds podcast says, watch Big Seals eat crow. I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about what just happened realistically. This is not, I'm not making a prediction here. I'm telling you what happened today. See, again, I know that most sports talk radio hosts or sports broadcasters like to think they're prognosticators. I'm not a prognosticator. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't sit here and rub it and go, well, I think this guy's going to be a superstar. I look in my eyes and I go, 
Justin Herbert can fucking play. That kid, Joe Burrow, can play. Lamar Jackson, watch this. I'll give you all my assessment. Josh Allen, that dude's a baller, man. Patrick Mahomes, spectacular. Spectacular. Here, Joe Burrow, leader. Crazy great. Matthew Stafford, I don't know. I think he's good. Four and three postseason, underwater and 500 as a record. It's 86 to 95. I don't know. I think he's I think he's good. I think he's got a Hall of Fame arm. I've seen a lot of those. I'm not impressed with Matthew Stafford like everybody else is. You put Matthew Stafford on a shitty team, he's shitty. You put Joe Burrow on a shitty team, he's great. Joe Burrow could go any. He's like LeBron. You could put him anywhere, and he's great. That's right, Chris. Proof is in the pudding. Pudding is it's in the result here. Hey, Heath, thanks, and I appreciate that. But look here, man. Again, Heath, I'm not suggesting here, and I want everybody to understand this. I'm not suggesting. Watch this. Hey, Cilio, man, so you're saying you start your franchise with cars? No way am I saying that. I'm trying to show everybody. Dude, here, here. Let's play into Jalen's favor here. If you move off of Jalen Hurts, you better have a plan that's better than the one you had a year ago on the anniversary of you dumping Wentz because that didn't pay out except for this. You did get a first-rounder, and you got cheaper, but it still didn't resolve your question at quarterback. Think of that for a minute. Two things are true. Hey, and watch this. Xander said how he doesn't get credit for being the GM he is. Okay. Because to Xander's side, in his comment, watch this. Eagles got a first-rounder, Sills. They got that contract out from under them. Yeah, but here at the end of the day, you still haven't answered your quarterback position. A year later, you're still in the same position. You've not moved the chains in that conversation. Here, here's the conversation. Well, Jalen may be better, and, you know, we're still kicking tires. Uh, maybe Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. And talk. That means you haven't really put this down and went like this. Well, we've resolved our quarterback position. A year removed from Wentz being dealt, you're still asking the same fucking questions. Do we have a quarterback in Philly? Okay. Backyard Bird said this. I'm becoming, man. Because you, Hey, Backyard Bird's podcast asked me if I'm a true Eagle fan. I'm getting there on that. You know what I really become? A fan of your fans. I'm not going to bullshit you. Fan of your fans. I like fan bases. Passionate. Smart. Objective. That's what I like. The team is kind of irrelevant at the beginning. Here, let me give you an example of that. The Rams had the worst television ratings of any Super Bowl champion for the game in NFL history since the Super Bowl era. What's that translate into? They don't have fans. The Rams are the worst fan base in the National Football League for the market size. 
That's the second biggest market in the nation. And it was the shittiest rating for any team that was a participant in the game in history of the Super Bowl. Detroit had higher ratings. Philly had higher ratings. Miami had higher ratings. Thank you, Daryl. <laughs> okay? Anthony says, we deserve a guy who could see single coverage. Ask Troy Aikman that. He couldn't figure it out. Dude, he's wide open. Throw the fucker. Kyle, I love cheesecake too, man. I love a great sandwich too. I do. I don't think Philly's known for hot dogs, though. My wife had some hot dogs the other night. You know what they say about hot dogs, man. Okay? Assholes and lips. I don't know. <laughs> Big Chris, no passion in L.A.? Here, Chris, just know this about the NFL. Fans were not screaming for NFL football to go back to Los Angeles. Think about this for how many years? For what, 28 years, 27 years? The National Football League didn't have a team in New York City or in Los Angeles. The league got bigger, and the league was fine without being in L.A. or New York City. I know. In case some are checking, what about the Giants and um, the, the Jets? Well, they don't play, actually, in New York. They play in New Jersey. And the only true New York team is the Bills. <laughs> okay? The NFL wanted to be there, not Secaucus, New Jersey, where the NFL headquarters were. Yeah, they didn't, it had nothing to do with that. Okay, so again, you didn't upgrade your quarterback position, and or have you answered it? This is the anniversary today of Wentz's deal. Guys, you didn't answer the question yet. You're still in the same predicament. Oh, what, 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 what did some people say? Well, you know, Jalen gives us, you know, time to build our time to build your team. You better hope one of those teams in the NFC East don't find a quarterback because you'll be the third hole. Okay? You'll be in the third hole for the next decade. Okay? They show up for Laker games. They do. Lakers had horrible ratings, too. Now that LeBron and that Laker team sucks. Okay, what they say about that team? Dodgers, too, man. They don't even have a good cable deal out there. Philly's got a better cable deal. McCauley says, we got worse at quarterback. You did. You did. The Eagles got worse at quarterback. It's not a lie. We love you, Nate. We love you some, Wentz. Dupree, it's the anniversary. It's what we're doing here. I love topics like that. I love, by the way, I'm a huge list guy. All right, listen, I'm going to tell you who the guy I want the Eagles to pick with. I'm going to tell you what I want them to do with these other two picks. So I'm kind of burying the lead a little bit. But with their own pick, by the way, um, Xander says that Dean won't be there, or he'll be there. Um, I think he's a top 10-ish kind of guy. Okay, I do. The kid from Georgia. I'll tell you which one of these picks I think the Eagles should use, 15, 16, or 19, and who I think they should take. We'll do that next. Guys, please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. 
Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, your boy Dan Silio. Okay, Xander, maybe you're right a little bit here on this kid. Nicobe Dean, I just asked the pro scout. You know what he said? He's too short. Xander's going, he's six feet tall. This guy, yeah, I don't care. He's really good. And he'll be a starter in the league, okay? But we're talking about drafting and first-round potential here. You know, it's funny. You know, it's not really where you're drafted. It's what you do once you get drafted. Look at Sam Mills. Sam Mills, you know, hey, hey, Xander, you know how tall Sam Mills was? You know how tall Sam Mills was? 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Five, nine. And he's a Hall of Fame linebacker. He's a Hall of Fame linebacker. Sam Mills was 5'9". And now he's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay. Same thing with Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman, 5'11". 5'11". He's in the Pro Bowl. University of Miami kid. Love him. 
5'11". He's a Raider pro bowler. You don't have to be 6'6", 6'4". You don't have to be like Parsons. How many times have we seen guys like that get drafted? Turn out to be dog shit. Okay? Turn out to be nothing. I like guys that play in big games. I like guys that play in big programs. I like guys that have been in the light like that Georgia program or Alabama. Let me just say this to you. If I picked in the draft from this, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, I think my percentages of misses would be very, very low. I, I, I don't think that I would be missing out on really any other great talent around the NFL. If I picked from those programs, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, programs like that, I think I'd be pretty cool. I'd be all right with that. I might mix in maybe a Oregon. Seriously, the programs I would be recruiting from, Alabama, LSU, A&M, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Oregon, Clemson, eight programs. The rest of them, you can have them. Will I miss out on a Jerry Rice going to Mississippi Valley State? Yeah, probably. But what I'll do in the end is I'll get a Julio Jones, and I'll be all right with that, getting him from Alabama. You know, or, or, or an Alvin Kamara from Tennessee. I'll be all right with that. Hey, you miss out on Adrian Peterson from Oklahoma. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I'll get Derrick Henry from Bama. I'll be all right with that. Big picket, Penn State, too. I might throw them in there, backers and defensive ends, and to some extent, DBs. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. O-line. I think there's a handful of programs that are pro-ready. I think the rest of them, like, would you draft a guy from Nebraska? No. <laughs> no. Would you draft a guy from Indiana? No. Okay. Miami had two starters in the NFL from their defensive line a year ago. I don't know how that is. One of them made the all-rookie team. University of Miami. Two guys starting. One guy was all-rookie. So, hey. Yeah, well, you know, hey, this Nicobe Dean's not six foot. Uh, yeah, okay, can he play? Like I told you, I need the 20-foot rule. Let me see 20 feet of film on the kid. Can the kid play? Yeah, but if he goes to the combines and he's not seven feet tall and he doesn't look like King Kong, yeah, he's King Kong and plays like Jane. This guy's Tarzan, plays like Jane. Yeah, all right, dude. <laughs> okay? Any you players? Man, you know what? That program, in my opinion, they put out some good players a year ago. Some of those kids, man, they make poor decisions on leaving school early. 
Do you know how many green apples have been picked off that tree at the University of Miami way too soon? Okay? Way too soon. These guys, because they think they play at the U, that they're already pro-ready to go into the league. They're not. They're not. It's a whole different game there. Dude, hey, Samuel, LSU, Jefferson, Odell Beckham. Dude, those receivers from LSU. Jamar Chase, holy shit, man. They produce DBs and wideouts, don't they? Which means they produce speed. I'm pretty good going to LSU. By the way, for the record, you know who recruited all them guys? You got it, Ed Ogeron. We'll see if Brian Kelly gets – hey, get this. So Brian Kelly, who's never recruited a quarterback in his life, ever, Ian Booker, who the fuck is that? Name me a quarterback Brian Kelly has ever recruited. This guy went and got Burrow. This kid, this this defensive back Stingley coming out is a stud. Jamar Chase, Jefferson, all them dudes, man. All were recruited by yours truly, our friend Ed Ogeron. Michigan, not drafting anything out of that. Hey, that Aiden Hutchinson, good luck with him. I don't want him. Can you name me a Michigan defensive lineman in the last? Twenty years that that program's produced. Can you name me a D lineman? And I'm talking all pro. Twenty years. Let's just go twenty years. Hmm. Hmm. I can't think of one. Name me a defensive <laughs> lineman from me. Brandon Graham, okay? 20 years. He's not all pro, though. He's good. He's not all pro. Okay? It's not all. My point is, I don't know. Michigan doesn't produce the players that Ohio State does. Look at the Boses, man. Look at the DBs they produce in linebackers and wide receivers and offensive linemen and to some extent running backs. The only position they can't recruit and ones that frighten me away, C.J. Stroud, good luck to you. You can have him too. I don't want anything to do with quarterback at Ohio State. They've never really done anything. By the way, for the record, Matthew Stafford has broken the mold now with Georgia. He's the first Georgia Bulldog that's worth the shit since Fran Tarkington. Okay? The rest of them have been, I don't know, since Fran Tarkington in the 60s? <laughs> okay, Georgia quarterbacks? Really? Okay. Stafford broke the mold. There's certain programs, my point is, where you get pro guys in conferences. And this is where Howie looks around the room and goes, well, let me take a look at this guy from NC State. NC State? You better hope he's fucking Lawrence Taylor. Nobody comes out of NC State that's worth the shit. Nobody. Lawrence Taylor is their greatest player. Well, in my opinion, the greatest defensive player next to Reggie. 
Clemson's a great program. This is where a lot of these guys, here guys, I'm going to get to the guy I want the Eagles to draft, okay? I promise you. But here's where a lot of these pro personnel guys, and I guarantee you, Xander, I guarantee he agrees with me on this. Bro, stick to the Southeastern Conference. Have 85% of your draft choices come out of that conference and you'll never go wrong. And then you could cherry pick from Big Ten, Pac-12, maybe ACC, maybe independent. But I'm having 85% of my draft come out of that conference. You know why? I'm trying to have less misses. He may not, watch this. I may draft an offensive lineman, and he may not be the number one guy, but he's going to be a starter for 10 years. That's a win. You may not draft Orlando Pace or Jason Kelsey, but you draft a guy that will play 10 years for you. That's what you're, you're trying to draft starters. Okay? Not so much all pros. You want people that will start for you for 10 years. Like that. That's a win at first round. Second round too. Third round to some extent. Landon Dickerson. That's a win. Okay? Chris, 80% of the big picks have to come out of the SEC. Best, by the way, think about this for instance here. Got to take a timeout. I'm gonna, I promise you I'm going to get to that guy. But think about this. If the kids around the country in college are picking the SEC, why wouldn't the NFL pick the Southeastern Conference? Why wouldn't every general manager base their picks around that conference when every kid in the country is going there? I'm not, if I see a list with 10 Pac-12 guys, I'm like this, that guy fucking must be drinking. That's the first thing I look at, the quality of play. All right, I'll get to that. We've got so much more to hit on, guys. It's the anniversary of Wentz being dealt to the Colts. I told you this, Jalen's never going to be better than Carson Wentz. Numbers dictate this. He's not a passer. We'll hit more on that. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, 
more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Our two national football shows. Our Hall of Fame voter, Jason Cole, was in the room with Dick Vermeil, was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, plus my friend Tony Baselli, uh, Leroy Butler, ended up making it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We will talk to him. That'll be at the bottom of the hour and get his thoughts on Dick Vermeil being a Hall of Fame coach. You think Dick is a Hall of Fame coach? Took over an awful Eagles team. An absolutely awful Eagles team. And turned it into the best team in the NFC. Took that team to a Super Bowl. Completely just turned it around. You know, the one thing that I'll give Dick Vermeil being great at, Dick Vermeil was really great at talent evaluation and also changing culture. He changed the culture there. Then what did he do, man? He changed the culture with the Rams, changed the culture with the Kansas City Chiefs. And every single stop that he had, he went to a restructuring project, every one of the teams. So that's why when you look at the record, the record is not really all that hot. But Vermeil took over shitty teams. And it took him a couple of years of turning it around, and he did. And, you know, I, I, I don't really think the Kansas City turnaround was as deep as it needed to be when – he got there, but I mean, I thought there were some mistakes and personnel changes when he was there and some bad coaching hires, but he still he had turned that whole situation around. In Philadelphia, it was remarkable on what he did because then, get this, not only did he turn the team around in Philly, but he also made the team really part of the community again. There was kind of like a disconnect, and I've talked to Dick Vermeil about this numerous times. And actually, I left a message with him today, and I'm hoping that he gets back with me. By the way, guys, I know that Ray Rhodes had a stroke. I talked to Coach Rhodes today, and I'm hoping to get him on next week. So, you know, I'd like to get his thoughts on what he sees with the NFL today, what he thought of Super Bowl 56. Coach had a stroke, so be patient with him and 
we're going to try to work in getting him on next week too because I'd love to see if we can get Coach Rhodes on. He lives in the Dallas area now and um, it was great to catch up with Coach Rhodes. I haven't uh, spoken to him in a long time, and it was great. I left a message with Coach Vermeil, so I know Coach is uh, probably making a circuit right now because of being elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, it's a different world now for him. So we'll get we'll get his we'll get his take on what it was like to get that call. So Jason Cole will be with us at the bottom of the hour, and I say without a doubt that Dick Vermeil is a Hall of Fame coach. You know, if, if you know, this is how I look at Hall of Fame coaches, and maybe I don't look at the numbers so much when I look at certain coaches. What coach would I want to play for? Would I want to play for Dick Vermeil? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, BF, I know, man, slurring his words a little bit, Coach, Coach Rhodes. I have so much respect for Ray Rhodes. Man, do I love that coach. Yeah, Paul, he changed the culture at UCLA. He surely did. Tommy Prothrow did a nice job there, but after Prothrow left, Vermeil got the job, and then he passed it on to Terry Donahue. And Terry Donahue was an assistant under Vermeil, and he took a lot of the same things that Vermeil had put at UCLA, and Dick did a great job of turning that program around. Yeah, I mean, hey, Paul, really, I, I, I asked – I asked Mike March the decision that Dick made when it came to putting Kurt Warner in. And I've had Kurt Warner on our show here, the National Football Show, and he kind of told the story. You can go back and watch that, by the way. Kurt Warner, when he was on, Mike March and everybody in the room, after Trent Green got hurt in that exhibition season, and Dick Vermeil had to make the decision, should you go out and get a veteran quarterback or should you go with somebody you have in the room? Everybody almost to a man put their hand up on them going out and making a trade because they believed that they had a Super Bowl roster. Turned out they did. And Vermeil sat there. He said, I need 24 hours. He thought about it, came into the room, and guess what Vermeil said? Now nah, I'm going with this kid wanted There's something there. Something there. I don't know. There's just something there. Remember, he was cut by 100 teams. And he was just played in the Arena League, played in the World League, was cut, stacking shells. You know the story. Vermeil just goes like this. And here's the decision. Watch this. The same decision that Belichick made. No, nah, I'm not going back to Bledsoe. There's something about this guy, Brady. I'm going to hang with Brady. Rest is history. Same thing with Vermeil. No, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with this kid here, Kurt Warner. There's something about Kurt Warner that's special. I don't know. Nobody in the room believed it until they started watching him throwing the Tory Holt and everybody catching the football going like this. Holy shit, Marshall Falk is like a different player having Kurt Warner back there. That was a decision that Dick Vermeil made. James, I think you just stole my thunder. Thank you, James, for moving us on to the next topic. Yes, James, the kid from Purdue. Carl Aftis, George Carl Aftis, the defensive end, edge rusher. That's who I want them to draft. Okay? That's who I want them to draft. If it's 15, 16, or 19, in my opinion, this football team needs an edge rusher more so than any other position on this team outside the quarterback conversation. They need an edge rusher. You're 31st in sacks. 
That can't happen. Here, look. You're 31st in sacks, and Jonathan Gannon plays that so that that soft zone coverage. How are you existing? And when you play a better schedule this coming year, you don't have any pass rushers, and you play a softer, you know, that zone coverage, you're gonna get killed. You gotta get people on the ground. Chris, linebacker, okay. But a linebacker, what inside linebacker do you think really makes a difference today in the NFL that's exceptional? The people that are making game-changing plays, Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt, edge rushers, Von Miller up this game in the Super Bowl too. You've got to have edge guys. You've got to have versatile edge guys that you could put their hand down in the dirt or put them up in a stance. You know, I keep hearing people say when they talk about Micah Parsons, this guy's the best thing I've seen since. No, he's not LT. And stop it. He's not. He, I, I, I hate this revisionist history that people have. Aaron Donald's the greatest defensive player I've ever seen. Well, that may be in your eyes. But he's not the greatest defensive player that's ever played. The greatest defensive lineman that's ever played is Reggie White. And it's not close. It's not close. Reggie is the greatest defensive lineman that's ever existed. When God made a D lineman, he left his hand on Reggie's shoulder a little longer than everyone else. You're it. He's it. You play the game of it or tag, he's it. <laughs> and there's no debating it. Lawrence Taylor, Chris, is the greatest defensive player in the history of the league. That changed the game by not touching the football. Both these men, White and LT, changed the game. Think about this. Those two men changed the game without having the ball in their hand. Aaron Donald is special, but Aaron Donald doesn't change the game every game, not like Reggie and LT did. And by the way, folks, can you imagine Reggie White in today's NFL that threw the ball 50 times? Your quarterback might be in the hospital by the end of the game. Back in Reggie's day, they threw the ball maybe 25 to 26 times, maybe 30 tops. Okay, you throw the ball double, how many sacks would he have had? Reggie's the only player in NFL history with a sack in every game he played. So you're telling me you've added an extra game and you've added 25 more passing attempts per game? <laughs> and you have free agency, which means you don't have an intact O-line every year. My God, your quarterback would be in a sling. Lawrence Taylor would be illegal in today's NFL. Reggie would be illegal. They would make rules up to stop Reggie White from, from dictating games because of today's rule changes. You, 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 you couldn't control him. 
50 passes a game, Reggie gets, and you don't have a really great old line. Can you imagine what Reggie White would have did to that Bengal line? Think about this. Aaron Donald had three sacks. Reggie would have nine himself. Dude, guy was, hey, Bruce Smith, another guy. <laughs> guy with 200 sacks. Shit. <laughs> guy could play too, man. He just lived in the era of Reggie. Bruce Smith was a baller. Hey, picking, it wouldn't be fair. Bruce Smith, Reggie White, and Lawrence Taylor. Jesus, grimy. Hell, even, even Gastineau. You couldn't block them dudes. So I hear these guys. My point is on edge rushing, though. This is why the Eagles need to two positions. Here. You can address your pass rushing with this draft choice here. You still haven't addressed your quarterback, and it's a year since the Wentz move. Guys, when is this thing going to be addressed? Here. Xander said to me that Howie's been, like, a little bit underappreciated in Philadelphia. some extent, it's true. But the one thing he hasn't done. He hasn't addressed the quarterback position. And Jalen Hurts in the second round, with a guy you're doing this, well, he's our guy this year, is not addressing it. Okay? That's not really addressing it. Well, he's good right now. <laughs> he's good right now? What's that mean? That's – hey – Watch this. When I'm a potential free agent, say I'm a pass rusher like Chandler Jones. Or say I'm somebody that's out there that potentially wants to think about maybe, you know, the Eagles have a lot of money. They're going to have cap space. I will, if, if I look at that and I go like this, well, who's the quarterback on the team? Jalen Hurts. Well, I don't know. Do you think that guy's going to carry me and my incentives into a playoff position? Remember something, too. You know, I I, I posted that incentive that I had. Players that are going to become free agents starting March 1, you know what they're looking at? A defensive guy like myself would look at this. Well, what team do I think gives me the best chance of making my player incentives? Who's got a really good offense? See, a good offense could keep a bad defense on the sidelines because you go on a 15-play drive. Limit the amount of times I'm on the field. It helps your statistics team-wise. And if you finish in the top 10, I get 100 grand. What quarterback helps me do that? Patrick Mahomes. Hey, okay, you know what? Instead of taking 3.5, I'll take 3.3. And I'll go to Kansas City knowing I'm going to make that up because I'm going to make it to the AFC Championship game. You think I'm going to go to go to Philadelphia and go, yeah, I'm going to take a pay cut, go to Philadelphia, and have to worry whether or not that guy's the guy. Fuck that. Okay. I'm not doing that. Big pick and stats attract stars, and so do wins. So do wins. Jay says none of these so-called elite quarterbacks will make this team super caliber. You don't think – wait a minute now. So you don't think Deshaun Watson – if Jalen Hurts can win nine games, you don't think he improves that? Or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. Oh man. Carson Wentz, I proved to you, had a better season 
than what Jalen Hurts had. And it wasn't close. Well, he ran for 10 touchdowns and 900. Great. And he got a surgery at the end of the year. And he'll get another one next year because he'll be banged up again because he'll have to carry the ball 113 times, 114 times again, maybe more next year. What elite wide receiver is going to come to Philly with that guy quarterbacking? Honestly, you think Julio Jones is going to go like this? I got it pretty good here in Tennessee. I know they're good. They were the number one seed. I'm going to leave that to go, well, let me go play with my Bama guy. (laughs) I don't (laughs) – Sydney, I want edge rusher. I want edge rusher. You got to affect the passing game of today. Look at what Joe Burrow did. Here, I'll make this point to you that I made yesterday. How many people think Jamar Chase is a spectacular player? What do you have, 1,700 yards receiving? I think he had one of the greatest, greatest years I've ever seen as a wideout. As a rookie, one of the best years I've ever seen. And I even think he was a COVID opt-out at LSU. I couldn't believe what a year he put together. Okay? Unbelievable. But you know what? Cost the Bengals. Here's what costs the Bengals. If they take Panay Sewell out of Oregon, and let's just say you give up three sacks instead of seven. You beat the Rams in Super Bowl 56. The Sewell move, who had a good year this year, or maybe even the kid with the Chargers. You put that guy on the Bengals, Bengals win the Super Bowl. One personnel move. Dictated the Bengals win loss season. Yeah, because you know why? They had two other guys on that team with a thousand yards receiving. Joe Burrow's that guy. There still would have been three guys on that team with a thousand yards, whether it's Jamar Chase or not, but they did have an old lineman to block for him. He was sacked 70 fucking times. 70. In the Titans game alone, he was sacked nine times. In the Super Bowl, 16 times in eight quarters of football, Joe Burrow. And he almost got a catastrophic injury in his second year. He played with a sprained MCL. Bengals are lucky, man. They're going to destroy that guy if they don't rectify that position. O-line. You put Joe Burrow on the, on the, on the Eagles, Joe Burrow goes... Joe Burrow goes 15 to 2. <laughs> that old line. 15 to 2. Hey, I think, look, don't get me wrong. I think Jamar Chase is a spectacular player. Okay. Hey, Maniac, 70. Sounds like the amount of sacks. We've had as a team defensively in the last four years. Think about that. You guys have been terrible. Dude, just telling you. That hey, no, you know, Chris, that running back, Joe Mixon's a pretty good player. I'm pretty good with him. He needs some help. Chase is great. But you don't have Chase, who was big off the season. 
dude, they had two other receivers with a thousand yards, and Mixon had a thousand yards rushing. Jamar Chase is a great player, but the quarterback is bet the quarterback's the star of that team. I mean, right? All right, guys, please hit the like button. We're a little behind in that. I so appreciate you guys. Dick Vermeil makes it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I want to go over that Hall of Fame list that those guys end up making it to the Hall. Also, Super Bowl 56, free agency. Would any of these big-name guys want to go to Philly? Okay? Deshaun Watson's market value. Tom Brady, does he really want to play? My NFL insider and Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, Jason Cole, also the author of Elway, is next. Please hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, big sales. Please hit the like button. Worst fan base in the NFL is in Los Angeles with the Rams. Oh, we have a team? The Super Bowl's going on? Really? Well, well, 
well, like, wait a minute. Where, where's the stadium? It's over, like, next to the Great Western Forum. Where, where's that? In, it's near Inglewood, you know, so far. They just built it. There's a football stadium in downtown L.A.? Yeah. Well, who plays there? The Rams. <laughs> oh, the Rams are back in L.A.? No. When? About three years now. Get out. Where'd they move from? St. Louis, man. What's your... Co- when was the last time they were in L.A.? Well, they were in Anaheim before they moved to St. Louis, but, you know, they the L.A. Rams. They were? Wow. What's the other team? The Chargers. Aren't they in San Diego? Yeah, no. They're now at SoFi. You get two... You get two teams now in L.A. Get the fuck out of here. You're kidding me. When did Los Angeles get two Super Bowl? No, no, no. You got two teams. One's in the Super One just won the Super Bowl, actually. You had a parade. I missed the parade. Well, I know you guys put a lot of parades on in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the day I'd continue that conversation, but now I edit myself. Algorithms, how you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you dudes put a lot of parades on, but yeah, there was a Super Bowl parade. When did they win? Sunday. <laughs> Nobody told me. Yeah, I know. Nobody showed up. But, well, they should have advertised it more. That's how they think about the Rams and the Chargers in Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, Chris, leave it alone, please. Just, you know, just leave it alone. I, I, I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing. So just, you know, yeah. Hey, Rico goes, hey, Dan, I see why you stay in the man cave. Oh, dude. No, I don't want anything to do with anybody, really. Okay? LeBron missed the parade, too. <laughs> Thank God for the bubble for LeBron, huh? That will. Oh, hey, you think that's an asterisk championship? That Laker championship with the bubble? I do. AD, how many months did AD get off? What was it, four or five? They had four or five months off? Played like two months of basketball, and they won that championship in the bubble. I don't know. They had to play an actual schedule. They got dusted. A pink confetti everywhere. Now, see, we're getting a little bit off the rails here. I think. (laughs) You know, the city of Los Angeles, could you imagine? Well, I did. I saw it. The most iconic parade I've ever seen is the Philadelphia Eagles. Iconic. 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 Oh, just great. All right. My friend, Jason Cole, do me a favor. Folks, Elway, here we go. One of the absolutely best Hall of Fame voters, and I 
so value his opinion when we're talking about Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let me get your thoughts on Dick Vermeil out of the gate here before we get to Super Bowl 56, Jace. Mm-hmm. I, give me your assessment on Vermeil making it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I know, I think it's on that other committee, right? That it's, ended it's up. It's called the contributors list. Yeah. Contributors. Okay. Hall of Fame worthy, in your opinion? Borderline. Okay. I mean, Hall of Fame human being, no doubt. Um, you know, the, I think that, you know, there should be a certain amount of credit given to people who turn around organizations or take over teams when they're um, <laughs> when the owner is terrible. <laughs> okay, let's just put it. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not. It's um, oh, Leonard is not Leonard Toast, right? Who gambled yeah, basically gambled away the the organization, right? Correct. And then Norman um, Brayman bought it. Yeah, Norman Brayman buys it, but it was a disaster when he took over. He made something out of a disaster, right? The the Rams were run by Georgia Frontier. Correct. Okay. She was a disaster as an owner. Um, Kansas City, when he went there, was in Syria, had been in serious decline for a while and made them a competitive team. Now they didn't win a Super Bowl. Um, but the first two teams, you know, one got to a Super Bowl, the other one won a Super Bowl. So there, you know, he does some very serious rehab projects. So when people back up and they say, "Oh, his winning percentage isn't as good as this guy or that," and it's like you don't understand circumstances, like you don't understand what you're dealing with. That not all owners are the same, and and so I give him a lot of credit for that. Is he a Hall of Famer? Like I think there are other guys who are more deserving, but they weren't on the ballot. So it, this wasn't, you know, like my, Mike Shanahan is more deserving in my view. Mike Holmgren is more deserving in my view. Don Coriel is more deserving in my view. They weren't on the ballot. <laughs> okay. So it's not, I don't get to pick and choose. These, this is the guy who's presented to me. He made it in. I'm okay with it. Um, but I think we're going down a slope of, you know, are we getting, are we really in Hall of Fame or are we in Hall of really, really good? No, sometimes, I, 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 sometimes I wonder about that. I, I hear you. Let's get into the conversations that you guys had in the room when it came to the Hall of Fame, guys. And by the way, um, I think the list is good. I think there's a lot of guys that you guys probably had to look at that were really close. You could have went either way. Mm-hmm. Was it a long discussion on Tony Baselli? And let me give you – I think Pacelli's injury, and I think it has to play into what Terrell Davis's career was like because Terrell mm-hmm. Davis's career was cut short. Was he a Hall of Fame talent? I could turn around and say this to you. So was Bo Jackson, but Joe did, but but Bo didn't and wasn't able to put the numbers up that Terrell did in having the two thousand rushing yard years plus the Super Bowl titles, the MVPs. I get that, right. and so when you have an injury here. This is probably why Tony lasted, because in my opinion, he was one of the premier offensive tackles that played in the sport. How did you see it? I always thought he belonged in. I mean, yeah, the short career is a problem. And and I get why people voted for Mawai and then Fanica and Hutchinson before they voted for Baselli. I get it. Um, I may disagree. I don't know that my argument's more compelling. It certainly wasn't more compelling you know, against uh, up against those guys because I argued on Baselli's behalf. That doesn't mean I didn't want the other guys to get in. Oh, agreed. Right? Understood. Yeah, I mean, I think they all belong. But I was sitting here arguing on Baselli's behalf all along because I believe 
we're talking about a guy who rates with Anthony Munoz. Yes, right? I agree. You know, probably better than Jonathan Ogden. Right? Yes, I mean, like we're in, we're talking about the rarest of rare company. And in order to get there on a short career, you have to be that. You have to be like Dwight Stevenson. You have to be Gail Sayers. Yes. Who, by the way, is a first ballot guy with sixty five games. That's crazy. Right. Um, but people saw it and they were like. That's a Hall I'm of Fame player. Right? So, you know, it, it, it's a tough thing because longevity does mean something. But in the grand scheme of things, Tony got in. He's where he belongs. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there are too many complaints at this point in time. Terrell Davis is in. It took him 10 years to get in. Um, and, okay, I see. I see why. But he had a complete resume. And then you bring up Bo Jackson, who's never going to get in and doesn't never. deserve and doesn't deserve. No, no. Because he didn't have But a, he's a Hall of Fame talent. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> he's like, if you just had a Hall of Fame for sports. <laughs> yeah. He's okay, in it. He's he's your first guy. Like Jason, I've never played against. I mean, here's the greatest athletes I played against. They were Herschel, Dion, and him. I mean, I've never – it was like you watched – and LT, too, because LT, when you put the tape on with these guys, they were just mm -hmm. in a different speed. Right. Yeah, I mean, like – just in a different they, speed. Right. There are exceptions within exceptions within exceptions, and Bo Jackson is one of those exceptions. He is maybe the greatest athlete in the history yep. of our country. Maybe the world. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's maybe overstating a little bit. I don't know. But I put him in a discussion. I don't. I just don't know who the other candidates would be. But he in the discussion. I mean, like, it's like Will Chamberlain, who was a great volleyball player, a great basketball player, and oh, by the way, he ran track, yeah. and he was an NCAA champion in track. He was high right? jumper. Yeah. And, well, he was a high jumper, and he was a hurdler. And I know, yeah. I know, hurdling and when you're seven feet tall. But the fact that you could run that well at that size. Is an amazing thing that people overlook all the time about guys like him. And Dion is in that class too. But Bo, I remember the my favorite is Bo running. Dion, I think it was a freshman or a sophomore, and he's downfield and he's like looking like I'm going to tackle this guy. And it's like no, you're not. And he, and he even like he's like oh, no, I don't want any part of that. That's how great Bo was. Okay, um, Cliff Branch. This is interesting here. How did Cliff Branch? I think Cliff Branch, God, must have been what in the eighties, maybe his final year of playing. Seventies, eighties. Okay, 80s. so how come again? It, it took so long to get him into the Hall of Fame, and I know of all the positions too, Jason. You and I talk about. I think the wide receiver position is becoming more and more impossible to evaluate because you have to take era, you have to take yep. what was going on in the game, you have to look at what the current guys are. And I think you have to water it down a little bit because then you also have to play the guessing game. Well, they didn't throw the ball as much back in the day as they did today. Yeah. Dan Marino have and Elway have 50,000 yards in a season. You know what I mean? So it must be the toughest position. So I was just wondering how it got to Cliff Branch. I think he was – look, there's a, probably a group about – Because personally, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think Drew Pearson was either. But we I don't him. either. Right. But, you know, like, once the senior committee puts a guy up. Okay. I got a hard time saying no. Okay. I, I, re 
I really do have a hard time saying no to that process. Um, unless it's under the, the strongest of either one of those committees, the contributors, the seniors, like the, this you is think the last. Madden dying. You think Madden dying had something to do. No, with no, yeah, okay. He, Madden gets to be, still be a live branch and get in. That's okay. not, that has nothing okay. to do with it. I think, I think branch got in on merit. Um, enough people thought he was a hall of famer. He had slipped through the cracks in the process. There were a lot of Raiders in that era who went in, right? So he was blocked in some ways by his own guys, you know, his own teammates. So, you know, there's some circumstances with Branch. But there are circumstances with a lot of guys. And this is where, like, we just had a meeting yesterday about the Hall of Fame. Um, and I'm not going to get into what was discussed. I will say what I discussed when there was a, you know, should we expand the seniors category or go with two seniors more often than we do with contributors, that kind of thing. There's that part of the discussion. I, you know, I was in the minority and stood up and said, or at least on the zoom call stood up and said, like, I'd be very careful here about putting too many guys in. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, you what you do water it down. There's that fear that you're watering it down. And I don't know what the answer is. And look, there are guys that I think belong in the hall of fame. Um, that not everybody agrees on. And I know that. Um, the Roy Butler. I went like this. He was really good. He was he really finished good. last on my serve my annual survey. I went like this. He was he was last. I went Demarcus Ware was first. Demarcus Ware didn't get in. And not and I'm not sure that Demarcus Ware was the first ballot guy. But he's a Hall of Famer in my eye too. Oh sure. He's, if Jason Taylor's in the Hall of Fame, but yes. where it belongs in Fred too. Dean and oh Fred God. Dean too. Fred Dean too. That Fred Dean selection. I've always went, Jason Taylor, Fred Dean? Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean I, I, I saw it, that it, Roy tough. Butler. I saw that with Roy Butler pick and I was like, where did that come from? I mean, I I mean I was there like, was there are there are people who have very strong opinions about Leroy Butler. And you know, I think he made three all pro all pro teams and he was on the all decade team. And I, you know, look, I'm not sure I buy into the all decade team every single time, but that's why, you know, one person doesn't get to decide. we got 49 people, the 49 people get together and they decide. And I think it's a healthy process. It is. You so, guys are spectacular so, yeah. in how you pick the yeah. hall of fame. I, I really do. I think you guys, listen, you guys put your personality into it. And then you look at what the character of the guy is, but that doesn't supersede like the baseball idiots do. You guys actually look at the hash marks and you go there and you really are caretakers of the sport. And that leads me to this with Matthew Stafford. You know, somebody asked me and they go, and I'm hearing people say Hall of Fame. And I'm like, hang on. This guy's 85 and 96 as a starting quarterback. He's four and three in the postseason. He wins the Super Bowl. Dude, Jim Plunkett has a better postseason record and won two Super Bowls. Am I saying that Stafford is better than um, Jim Plunkett, I guess. But Matthew Stafford doesn't come to me where I go, that's a Hall of – now, his resume is not complete yet, Jace. He may go on some crazy run here, and he may put Hall of Fame numbers together, but this is where we get in that conversation again with decades. Hoss, I don't know, man. Matthew Stafford is really good. I'm, but not, I'm not – look, I'm not there on – like. I'm not saying I won't get there on Matt Stafford because right. he's got career. He's got career to play, but Hall of Fame? No like, way. Do, do we wait a second? Do we discount the fact that the first 12 years, it's not his fault altogether, you know? But 
I, you know, there were a lot of things. He didn't win a playoff game, as you note. And it's not like they didn't have some talent around him. But, but, but Jason, that argument to me has been put to bed by Joe Burrow. That freaking no, that Bengals team, that Bengals team won two games. Stop, stop. Joe Burrow has a lot of time in his career to get Bengalized. Okay. There's a lot of room here. Well, in the early stages, he's put a team in a Super Bowl. He, I, I, absolutely. But don't worry. The Bengals will do everything they possibly can. Oh, so you think Mike Brown's going to put his little Mike Brown dust on him and it's going <laughs> to. What, what's changed? What's changed? Okay. What other than they got somebody who could overcome it for a year? What? There's a lot to play out with Joe Burrow. Okay. I love Joe Burrow. Hold okay. on. I think he's talking yeah. dough over here. Right. Yeah. Just... What did you think of Super Bowl 56? Okay. It wasn't like it was a close game. It was a, it was a pretty well played game. It was a perfect game that if Cincinnati was going to win, that those were the circumstances that they had to get to have happen. Right? They needed some luck to go their way. A missed big call like the touchdown to T. Higgins. They needed a couple of turnovers from from Matt Stafford. Um, I you know I, look, I picked the game to be twenty four twenty because I thought that this game would come out that way. I thought Cincinnati had enough guts to stay in the game and find a way, it was a little bit rougher than I thought. But, look, the Rams are a better team. They just yeah. got stars that, you know, that can dominate games and make enough plays. And, you know, the fact that it took their their defensive line an entire half to figure out how to attack Cincinnati, that was partial, partially luck for Cincinnati, right? Best team won, came out the way I expected. Cincinnati had a little bit of a shot. You know, what I love about you is you're you're a historian of the sport because that Hall of Fame boat you have makes you know and not get become prisoner of the moment. I was asked this question by the NFL Network the other day about Aaron Donald being the greatest defensive player of all time. I'm like, I'm gonna take give you a give you a little little history <laughs> lesson here. There, one time a guy in the NBA, his name was Abdul Jabbar, had a sky hook. Reggie White had the rip arm and the toss. There's nobody on the planet that's ever duplicated that. Reggie White is the greatest defense. Can you imagine this, Jason? Uh, you can make L's, L's, L's. There's a better argument even. Both than of those Aaron two Donald. guys. There, there's 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 Lawrence Taylor, best defensive player of all time. You know where does Dion rank in the discussion? Now Dion didn't tackle people, and he was only a cover guy. Where's but, Bruce you know, Smith? Like, right. There's you know there's a lot of guys. How about? You know, like Joe Green in a different era. No like, way. I mean, Joe Green in, in that in, a, in the seventies is just a monster, right? And <laughs> they were they, they, Terry Bradshaw has come on our show before and said it. He goes, "Hey, man, if because in today's salary cap era, I know this. I might be dealt. Joe Green wasn't going to be dealt. <laughs> the Rooney's no, aren't dealing him. <laughs> Joe Green. Joe Green." Was was built perfectly for seventies football. I, oh, don't yeah. get me wrong, I, and I'm not sure he had the pass rush skill to do what Aaron Donald does now. But in that era, he's dominant. every bit as dominant as what Aaron Donald is in this era. And, and Jason, he didn't get the moniker "Me Joe" for no reason. <laughs> oh no, and he's still. I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He's. He's I still on ornery. Oh, he's the, I, he's the best. He's hey, how the about best. this? Speaking of the best, do you think that McVay is the best coach in the league now? He's get this. He's 36 years of age. I'm saying today, he's 36. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's got to win two NFC championships. 
it's a pretty remarkable resume since he's gone to Los Angeles and what he's done and how he's handled that is franchise. He better, is he the best coach in the league? Today. No, it's still Belichick. Okay. I mean, look, Sean McVay did some really nice things here. Okay. It's, you know, Jesus Christ, for a Rams fan. I thought you'd be all over I'm not, a, Ram, one, I'm not a Rams fan anymore. I grew up a Rams fan. <laughs> it ended when they moved not to not to St. Louis when they decided to go to Anaheim. Because hey, Anaheim the way, ain't LA. By the way, nice parade too. No one showed up. Like I'm saying, well, what do you want me to tell you? There aren't there aren't Rams fans. They don't exist. He, you know what your Rams fan looks like? Let me tell you what a, Ra- a Rams fan looks like. Please. He's he's over 50. Okay, he's from the San Fernando Valley, and he's white. Guess what? That's me, or what I used to be. There's no generation. We lost two generations of Rams fans. Okay, everybody under 50 is just like, oh, okay. They're back in cool. LA. They're back right. in this LA. Is kinda really? cool. This is kind of cool. And the other thing is, like, who wants to go downtown to have a parade? Like, that's just. Like you, you picked like the worst trafficked area in the entire city. Like getting in is is horrendous. And here's the other thing: nobody lives down there. Okay, no one, nobody, no one. nobody cares. Like it's nobody. just it's a disaster of an. Nobody idea. goes to downtown Los Angeles. It's a damn sure that's correct. All right, couple right. last questions here for you. The market, the market for Russell Wilson, and do you think he leaves Seattle? Do or do you think he stays in Seattle? It's on Russell. It depends on I, and and ultimately, if it's on Russell, it means he probably stays because I don't think he has the stones to to go to them and say, "I want out." Yeah, he'll hint at it. He'll do this, but he's not going to drop the bomb. Now, did you say? I don't think it, did you say bomb or bong? Bomb. Oh, I just thought you were talking about the halftime show. That's all. I was just no. I was, I Hey, the, the halftime show wasn't bad. I gotta give no, it to no, it. no. It I just, loved it, it was, actually. It was a little. It was a little. A. It was a little old. It was a little aged. But, yeah. No. Um, no. Really. I mean, I. I was like this. You. It, to me, it was like the Neil Young of rappers. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they brought it. Was like uh, here. Like it was just like the Stones. You know, bring him. You know, bring him. Bring your Dre. Yeah, Dude, yeah. wasn't that song good in '91? Anyway, hey, right, final but, question but, for you. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Brady, does he play yes or no in 2022? No, he's done. <laughs> you're, look at you. You're sick of him, aren't you? No, I'm not sick of him. I love him. I I, I watch that guy play every day if I could. All right? But but I think he's done. Like, part of this has to do not with him just being done. I think Tom learned to appreciate the fact that in in New England, little things didn't go to waste. That's right. Little things didn't go wrong. Like they didn't call a single a single high against Cooper Cup with a six man with six man blitz with a game on the line and oh, the shit. communication didn't fail, right? Not only did they not make the wrong call, they also didn't communicate the call, right? So things like that didn't happen in New England in crucial moments. That's such a great observation that Brady sat on that bench going, that doesn't happen in New England. That man getting free in the down the middle of the seam. There's no freaking way that that ends up happening. All right, Chase, we got to roll. 
folks, please make sure you go to Amazon to get the book here. Jason Cole, by the way, just some parting here. Leroy Butler, bro. Don't, don't ask me. <laughs> you better me. talk to your boys, man. I don't know. <laughs> he, look, he, there are a lot of people who love Leroy Butler. I'll just leave it at that. That's All right. Hey, next okay. week, brother. I love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. We'll see you. You're good. You got it. All right. That's my friend Jason Cole. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. you like being right that's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan it's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals more benefits that really rock more of the coverage you want for the right price including free doctor visits 24 7 it's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right you're right and when you've got independence blue cross you're right where you need to be call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an independence blue cross plan of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show. Guys, please hit the like button. Leroy Butler making the Hall of Fame. I was like, really? I must have texted at least five of my friends who voted for the Hall of Fame. They said I didn't vote for him. I was like, well, how'd that guy get in? He was really good. But do you think he's better than Eric Allen? I don't think so. Was Leroy Butler a better player than Eric Allen? Now, I was like, and then that's kind of what where I was looking. I was like, I could name you players after players. 
that were better than that. See, the thing with Jason Taylor, too, I don't think Jason Taylor's a Hall of Fame player. I I, I don't think he was. I think he was a really good football player. Fred Dean, I thought he was a really good player. Hall of Famer, I was like, really? Whew, can name you a boatload of guys. Cam Hall of Famer, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But but get this. Hey, if I'm Eric Allen and I see Leroy Butler get in the Hall of Fame, I think my chances are pretty good on getting in. Okay? I think they're pretty good on getting in. I was like, damn, dog. I don't know. So, 50 Cent should have done that coin toss upside down. And then landed on his feet for heads or tails. <laughs> hey, man, 50 looked like a buck 50, man. Holy cow. Homeboy looked like he had a couple tomato sauce sandwiches or something, man. Tomato sauce. What else did he have? This guy had tomato sauce and, like, uh, gabardilles. This guy had a nice coconut cream custard pie. This guy had some... Um, I would say that probably, let's see, clearly some pasta. Oh, boy, was in there, man. Woo. Joy Taylor, Hall of Fame. All right, BF, not enough of you. All right, a couple matzo balls. All right, man, I'm good in there, manic. Okay. <laughs> a nice quiche pie. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so look, here, here's how we started the show off. Xander kept going like this to me. He's like this. He goes, tomato sauce sandwiches. Yeah, Chris, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that one. Thank you for noticing. Very good, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, tomato sauce sandwiches. Actually, I've had them. You get white bread. Actually, it's called American bread in my grandma's house, which is Wonder Bread. You get American bread. You dip it in the sauce. You fold it over, and you eat it. That's a... That's how you test the sauce to see if it's all good. Okay? You know, you're making sure because, you know, the sweat and the hair from the chest, all of that has to fall in the pot. You stir it around. You make it sure. A little salty, but it's okay. Hold on. Drop that bitch in there and you're ready to rock. Then you get that white bread, that white bread, that American bread. You dip that bitch in, fold it over, eat it. Maybe drop a piece of like, you know, maybe a meatball on there. It's good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, the cannoli, man. I like, watch this. Hey, I like peanuts in my cannoli. <laughs> Grandma's chest hair? Nah, that nah, m- m- maybe off the mustache, because you know Italian chicks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know Italian, you know Italian chicks. So I started the day off by going, "Hey, nice job, man. I want to, I want to, Carson Wentz. What a great year you had." Everyone's like, "You keep him." Well, no, no. Well, you're going to keep Jalen, and he had a better year than Jalen. He did. And you know what Xander did? He posted on my Twitter page, at Dan Show. Hey, 
You know what the fucking Cilio's on our, our channel saying right now? What are they saying? Hertz is never going to be better than Carson Wentz. <laughs> Thanks for the promo. Cilio, what are you talking about? I know you like the guy again. I know you love him. He's a great guy. You want to have him come over to bar mitzvahs. You want him to sing along here at the... At the county fair, you want to go to the plateau. You want them to have them passing out like ribs, and you want to have hamburgers and hot dogs. I know. I get it all. Right? Anyway, guys, thank you so much, man. Two days, and we're going to be rocking this bad puppy next week. And for weeks moving on, we really appreciate you guys so much for coming aboard like you do. Please hit the like button. I thought Jason was awesome, too. Talked a little bit about the Hall of Famers. We got a power pack list for you next week. You can go over to my Twitter page. You keep an eye ball on that. It's at Dan Cilio show till Monday, four to six. We'll see you on the flip side. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.